One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's podcast. This is the last ever podcast I will be recording or sharing under the current podcast name, which has been very originally (laughs) the Kylie Camps podcast. I will be taking a short hiatus while we refine everything for the new podcast, which is going to have a brand new name. It's got a brand new cover. If you are subscribed already to this podcast, you will still stay in the loop for the new one. So you won't miss a thing. You'll get that update. And I will, of course, update you on social media as well. But I'll chat a little bit more about the break that I'm having and why I'm doing a bit of a rebrand with the podcast in just a minute. Before I do that, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Esme Skin Minerals and their newest skin treat, which is very exciting. It's an encapsulated retinal skin treat. It's formulated with 100% encapsulated retinol to increase skin cell turnover and stimulate collagen synthesis for a fresher, firmer complexion. It is a light moisturizing lotion texture. It's very easy to apply. And the encapsulated retinol is combined with ingredients ideal for anti-inflammation, healing, smoothing, and moisturizing. Now, the exciting part of this product is it is not standard retinol. So the encapsulated retinol is superior to the standard retinol as it is enclosed in tiny capsules, allowing the active ingredients to penetrate deeper into the skin layer before being activated. This maximizes skin benefits while minimizing surface dryness, irritation, and the flaking that is often associated with traditional retinal products. This product is vegan, it's cruelty-free, like everything else in Esme's range. Some of the benefits from this product include a significant improvement in fine lines, tone, dark spots, and texture. As I mentioned, the irritation is minimized as well just because of the way this product is designed to go deeper. Retinol is an active ingredient and that's why this encapsulated retinol is special 
because it does go deeper, as I just mentioned, and it doesn't irritate you as much as a typical retinol might. So it will be available in four levels, and I believe that it's always recommended to start at the 0.25% level, which is level one, when introducing the Esme encapsulated retinol skin treat into your skincare regime you can eventually build to a higher level as your skin gets introduced to this series and it gets used to how it's going to work, I guess. I've been using this for a week now and I'm just noticing the texture on my skin feels different. It reminds me of how my skin actually felt when I was being really diligent with having frequent microdermabrasions and also skin needling. The texture of my skin feels different for sure from using this product. And so it is really important that you understand encapsulated retinol being an active ingredient does mean you are more sensitive to the sun. So please read all of the instructions with this product and definitely take advantage of the amazing customer service experience that Esme has to offer online and through Instagram as well. They will be able to hold your hand and talk you through how to best use this product to get the results that you desire. Now I do have a special offer you can receive a free full-size uncomplicated cleanser of your choice. There are six to choose from when you spend over $60 on Esme products. Use the code KYLIEGIFT, all in capitals, at checkout. And that code is live now and valid until the 31st of August. Their cleansers are beautiful. I would say that my favorite is the Milk cleanser. It's really, really soft, but they have a cleanser for every skin concern and all of your skin goals. So jump on over to the Esme website, use that code KYLIEGIFT and receive your free uncomplicated cleanser and definitely check out their brand new encapsulated retinol range. Okay. So as I mentioned in the intro there, I am going to take a little pause from releasing any more podcasts here under this branding just for a little while. I'm not sure exactly. I'm thinking maybe two, three weeks-ish, but we have to be flexible. (laughs) Things are kind of moving targets right now, particularly with lockdown. Of course, I knew that I rely on school to get my own work done. And I know that logically, but actually living it and going, oh my gosh, I really don't have those hours when the kids are out of the home to work and then having the boys here and all of the juggle. And there are so many moving parts right now with different projects. And I'm going to talk to you about those. So I say two weeks, who knows, it could blow out. I'm hoping it doesn't. I have my brand new podcast cover ready to go. Brand new podcast name. I've chosen the music. I'm so excited. I've got all new audio equipment. I never really had any big intention with the podcast. The reason I started it was simply because a lot of people who were listening along um, on Snapchat and then jumped over to Instagram stories would ask questions about certain topics that I had spoken about and then those stories had expired. So I thought, okay, I would like somewhere that I can spew out some of my thoughts and house them 
So if anyone, if anyone does, and it still baffles me that people do, but if anyone does want to listen to a certain topic, they can scroll through the episodes and find what they want to hear and listen to it at their leisure. And it was really just a whim that I decided to try the whole podcasting thing. And I've just so enjoyed it. I find it a very easy platform, a very easy medium to have conversations and share random thoughts and also connect with people, even though, of course, podcasts by nature, particularly when there's just one person, it's one sided. But then I get to hear from you over on Instagram and over in my DMs. And it does feel like a conversation because I kind of take the feedback collectively from women or suggestions from topics and questions that I'm asked about. And I can collect that intel and then take it to craft a podcast episode or seek out an expert in that area and have that conversation here. So I've really, really loved it because I never had any big intention with the podcast. It's always felt very easy as well, which is nice when there's no resistance around something. But lately I have been thinking, okay, what do I want this podcast to be like moving forward? And I definitely feel like it's time to step things up a little bit. There have been times in the past where I've shared podcast episodes that I didn't really love, but they were like a five, six out of 10. And I kind of took the attitude of, oh, well, put it up. Hopefully it helps someone out there. But I really want to do better with this podcast, better quality of audio, better quality of, you know, range of topics and conversations and just see where it can go. So I'm truly very grateful for everyone who has chosen to listen to this podcast. I think that we're at about 2.35 million downloads or something like that, which is wild. And I know, of course, there are podcasts out there that are getting those sorts of listens, you know, weekly or monthly or whatever it is, but it blows my mind, really, um, that people choose to listen, especially when I'm like, um, uh, blah, but I'm grateful. So thank you. I've been really fortunate enough to have some amazing conversations with people that I would never have imagined I would be able to, you know, ever be on their radar or ever be worthy of taking up some of their time. People like Dr. Gary Chapman, James Nestor, Gabby Reese, but also just people that I know in real life as well, from Dr. Libby Quinn to Tabitha Fennell and many more incredible women. It's definitely been a very women-focused podcast, which of course makes sense. I think I've only had three male podcast guests, perhaps. There was James Nestor, Connor from the Morecambe Foundation, which is a little while back, but definitely worth a listen, particularly if you have kids. And also Luke McLeod, um, when we spoke about meditation. So it's definitely been disproportionately female guests, but I'm not mad at that. So I'll take a little pause from uploading, but I am really excited to share with you one 
one little project that's been happening behind the scenes here that I've not spoken about anywhere yet. Thought that I would give you guys the inside scoop and I'm hoping that when I share this, you'll also be able to go over and subscribe. I don't know for sure. I'll just have to let you know in the show notes or on the day that this episode goes up because it just depends when Apple approves podcasts. So yes, I'm rebranding this podcast, but drum roll, we are launching a kind parenting company podcast. So you will be able to tune in to a podcast that is dedicated wholly and solely to parenting content. And the most important thing with the Kind Parenting Company podcast is it's all about kind parenting, not perfect parenting at all. It's kind parenting methodology with evidence-based methods as well. And you're going to be hearing from Jackie Ward. So some of you, I think, will know who Jackie Ward is, but Jackie and I have teamed up for the KPC podcast. You're going to hear predominantly from Jackie, and I think when you hear from her, you will understand why. She has a gift with words, and she's so incredibly passionate about holding mother's and father's hands through parenting. She has a stack of episodes ready to go, and we've also recorded some episodes together, and I will be doing some solo episodes over there as well. She's got some guests lined up as well. It's this document of podcast topics that you're going to listen to over at the KPC podcast is so broad. The first three episodes, I was just sat there like, yep, 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 so engaged and nodding along. And there's so much food for thought. And as I said, it's really about evidence-based parenting, but also kind parenting. And when I say kind parenting, I don't mean pushover parenting. I mean, being kind to the relationship that you have with your kids, seeing things through their eyes at times, but also being kind and compassionate towards yourself because parenting is a journey. And Jackie and I talk about this in the first episode. We talk about how parenting really is one of the greatest if you have the opportunity to be a parent or if you are, if you want to be a parent. Of course, it's not the only vehicle for growth, but if you are a parent It is such a vehicle for personal growth and development because often the things that trigger us in parenting are wounds or traumas that we need to look at ourselves. So being kind to yourself on this journey of parenting, because yes, you're raising little people, but really they're kind of raising you too in a way. So that is very exciting. Jackie's also going to be in the KPC forums. So we've had a little bit of like a shuffle around getting things sorted. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to Jackie's episodes, being involved in episodes over there, and just being able to share more food for thought that's in line with those parenting questions that do come through. So as I said, I'm not 100% certain when the first episode will go live because there is that kind of pending trial period, not trial period, but pending period where we have to just get the podcast approved. So I will keep you updated on social media 
if you can search the Kind Parenting Company podcast in the app and it pops up, then please do hit subscribe. It would mean a great deal to both Jackie and I. So I thought to round out this episode, I would share with you a couple of things that I feel have been a real through line through these past however many episodes we're up to, I think nearly 200 maybe, um, a couple of through lines that have come up time and time again throughout different conversations with different women about different topics. So I have a handful to share with you and I'm just going to run through them now. So I think the biggest one that comes up a lot is the importance of understanding that self-care is not selfish. And we've all heard the expression of it's so important to fill your own cup up. We've heard it to the point that it feels like a cliche. It feels a bit like one of those live, laugh, love signs. It's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Have a full cup. We should have a full cup. But I do like this analogy. And the reason I like it is that a lot of people can feel resistance around filling their own cup. It can be a real foreign concept and that can go back to our childhood and all of that stuff. But if you have a visual of a cup and whether it's a coffee cup or a wine glass, whatever it is, just picture a drinking vessel, a cup. If you pour a liquid into that cup and you keep pouring and you keep pouring, it will eventually overflow. And that overflow then will start to run down the side of the cup. Now, if you keep pouring, it's going to spill further than the side of the cup. It's going to spill out onto the surface. It's going to get some distance around that cup. It's just going to be a puddle. And that's why I like this analogy, because if you imagine self-care looking after yourself as this liquid going into this cup, the more you pour in, the more full you are, the more that liquid is going to reach the surface around you the people around you, the work around you, the community that you're in. Whereas if your cup is not overflowing, if you're not looking after yourself, you have. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Less to give to the people, the community, your job, all of the things that are important to you. And so that's why I think this analogy is a great one, particularly for people who are really visual to remember that self-care is not selfish. You deserve to be a priority in your own life and making yourself a priority in your own life truly is a gift to the people in your life because you can give more to them in a different way. You can show up, you will have healthier boundaries, you'll have healthier esteem, all of these things that add to the space between you and other people, the relationship that you have with other people, with your job, with your community, all of those things. Next up is the importance of a morning routine. 
Now, you don't need to have an extensive routine where you go for a 10-kilometer run and you jump in the ocean and you meditate for half an hour and then you do a full yoga flow. You don't have to have a morning routine like that to benefit from having a morning rhythm. Overwhelmingly, people who seem to be really happy and content and grateful seem to also have a little bit of time to themselves of a morning. So getting up a little bit earlier before the kids, creating what I used to refer to my hour of power before the boys woke up was a game changer for me when they were little. So just have a little bit of a think about your morning routine. I have done episodes on this, so you can go back and listen to those if you want more inspiration, more motivation for carving out a better rhythm. But just keep in mind that the less resistance we have when we start our day, the more ease we add into the whole day. And when things feel like they just flow of a morning and you have five minutes to yourself, whether that five minutes is to scroll on social media or it is to journal, whatever it is, but just taking a moment to set yourself up for a successful day does go a long way. Next up is... The fact that there is opportunity in adversity. In all of my conversations that I've had with women who specialize in trauma, this is one of the biggest keys um, to post-traumatic growth is understanding that there really is opportunity and invitations to reflect and grow and learn and change and take things forward with us that really do serve us. And it can be hard. It can be very hard when you're feeling like you're at your rock bottom to believe or imagine that this rock bottom place could also have gifts. But I promise you there will be a time and you probably just have to give the time some time, as my dad would say. But there will come a moment when you realize, okay, I've hit my rock bottom and I'm now going to rebuild and you'll look at everything and you'll be able to choose what pieces you want to take moving forward or what lessons are going to serve you. And speaking of lessons, one of the biggest ones I have learned is about resentment. Resentment is so insidious. I think resentment would be one of the number one, if not the number one killers of relationship killers (laughs) doesn't sound right does it but the number one cause of relationships breaking down I think I imagine would have to do with resentment because when you're harboring those thoughts and feelings about your partner and about your situation it's really hard it's really hard to fully love and also to fully be loved and it can consume you and resentment I think one of the keys to breaking through resentment is really to own what you actually do want. I think that we can get resentful when we are not speaking our truth and we're putting other people's needs above ours and staying silent and staying quiet and then it just festers below the surface. So if you are in a relationship and you feel resentment creeping in, I think it's a great time to actually start looking at what's going on and maybe seek some support and help from a third party. 
Um, and you could do that together as a couple, but also individually, because I think resentment is a real individual issue first and foremost that you're bringing to a relationship. And speaking of big feelings, it's so important that we feel our feelings. If I had to sum up what I've learned the most in the last year, it is Kylie, just bloody feel your feelings. Don't suppress, don't overfunction, don't go numb because you want, like, I'm talking to myself now because I've wanted to avoid certain feelings. So then I will lean on behaviors that don't serve me. I will, like I said, overfunction, underfunction, disassociate. But really, what I need is to feel my feelings. And feel safe in the knowledge that whatever I'm feeling will wash over me and it's not going to kill me, even though my silly little mind might think that it it will if I allow myself to feel everything that's going on, it won't. And it's far better to just feel what's going on in the moment rather than suppressing it or looking the other way. Next up is fun. I did a podcast episode where I reached out to some of my most favorite podcast guests, including Tabitha Fennell, Lauren White, Libby, who else was in there, Michelle, a few women that I really admire and I value their words of wisdom. I reached out to them on the topic of fun because is anyone having fun? I don't know. It seems like fun kind of gets taken off the priority list when it comes to women in particular. And ages ago, I sent a text message out to pretty much everyone in my phone. And there's a variety of, I mean, it's mainly women in my phone, but there are a handful of men that I also sent this question to. And I asked the question, what do you do for fun? And like, obviously this isn't a massive um, scientific study here. It's quite a controlled group, but the men replied quickly and said, yep, these are the things I do for fun. You know, drinks with my mates, going out on the jet ski, surfing, like blah, 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 like just all of these different things. Men were able to turn around and answer very quickly with different things that they find fun as I said from jet skiing surfing fishing hanging out with mates movies there was a a real mixed bag but overwhelmingly women replied saying that they're not having fun they haven't really thought about fun or some version of self-care is fun like um, getting a haircut or having a bath or things like overseas holidays that only happen once every few years. And it made me feel a bit sad because fun is, like it's one of life's pleasures. It's a true joy, but it's like as women, we're told that having fun is being silly and we are serious and we are grown-ups. and particularly once you become a mum, fun just falls by the wayside. And I think part of that for those of us who do have kids is you kind of become a bit tough And when I say tough, I guess what I mean by that is we become the keeper of all things. And it's hard to be fun when you are the keeper of all things, when you have assigned yourself as the head of responsibility. And I definitely encourage you to think about fun for yourself 
and what are the things you're doing for fun and if you don't know cast your mind back years ago and ask yourself what did you used to find fun what might you like to try as fun and schedule fun in which I know like that's it's the opposite um, of being fun but just putting it back on your priority list you know if you think that you might like to try roller skating again booking out a time in your week when you can actually do that and go with a girlfriend and have a laugh I think that going for a rollerblade with a friend would be hilarious just because it's funny like it's a funny thing to go and do and not something that you might do otherwise so fun won't happen unless you choose it as an adult like unless you make it a priority it's definitely a priority for me and what that means is I'm noticing lightness in the day and I'm laughing so much more because I want it on my radar next up is that creativity comes in many forms I've heard so many people over the years say oh I'm not creative and then go on to tell me something that they do which is entirely creative but sometimes we have this view of what creativity looks like you know we think oh if someone's creative then they must be great at painting they must be able to sing they must be able to draw but creativity comes in so many different ways it can be all of those obvious things that come to mind but it can be more than that it can be the way you style your home the way you dress yourself you can write poetry creativity can be about the way that you just move through your day and creativity is so important to us as humans and i think when we find a form of creativity that we enjoy that can help us tap into a flow state and being in a flow state is so enjoyable and so restorative. It's one of the times when we're in a flow state that we are actually, yes, achieving something, but it's kind of a deep, I don't know, retreat or deep solitude. I think that you go into because you're so in that task. So maybe have a little think about the different ways that you are creative. And if you can't come up with any, then think about the ways that you used to be creative, particularly as a child. Did you like to draw? Did you like to make clothes? Did you like to cook, um, pottery, gardening, all of those things that you might have enjoyed as a child, you might enjoy as an adult. And speaking of things that you may have done as a child, daydreaming. We need to daydream. We need to give our minds time throughout the day to be curious and to wonder about what sort of things we might do, we might want, we might achieve. You know, if you could wave a wand, what would life be like? Just be curious about what you actually want from life and allow yourself to daydream all sorts of possibilities because if you're not even allowing yourself to engage with the potential what ifs then you're not going to be open to different ways that you might be able to rewrite your story or different things that you might miss otherwise so I think daydreaming is really important and it's a part of manifesting in my opinion and I know manifesting is one of those words that can divide people when I say manifesting I guess what I believe is If you think about something, you're more likely to act on something and bring it into your life. So spend time thinking about what you actually 
want because we're not here for that long. Next up is a reminder to be really grateful for the small things. It's easy when we think of gratitude to go to the big things, to go to the fact that we live in Australia, although I know some of you are not very happy with the Australian government right now. There's, I guess what I'm trying to say is often when we think of things we're grateful for, you go to the big things, you go to your health, which of course, your house, your shelter, your loved ones, all of those things, all of the obvious big, big things in life. But really making an effort to notice the minuscule things you're grateful for is a game changer. I've started doing this practice where every morning I write down one of the big things I'm grateful for and then something small that I'm grateful for. And because I'm being cognizant of looking for small things to be grateful for, I'm seeing more of them. I've spoken before about the Beta-Meinhof phenomenon, which is if you notice something, you know, it comes into your, um, you know, like into your brain, you then start seeking more of that as proof that it's around. I did a terrible job of explaining that then. Um, I've been talking far too long. But basically, Beta-Meinhof is, say you are buying a red car, And then all of a sudden you start seeing red cars everywhere. It's like a confirmation bias. So if you start being aware of small things to be grateful for, you notice more small pleasures. You know, it might be the exchange that you have with someone at your coffee shop. It might be the fact that your neighbor always brings your bins up. And I know in a Brene Brown book that I read, When she was talking with families who have lost family members, whether it's their sons or daughters or parents or loved ones, like significant others, they talk about the loss of the little things. You know, the sound of the screen door slamming when they arrive home from work, those sorts of things. And life really is made up of those little pleasures, the feeling of sand under your feet or the sound of your kids laughing and just that act of writing one down each morning, it kind of starts programming your brain to look for more throughout the day. And I bet if you start doing this after just a couple of days of this, you won't be able to write just one. You'll be like writing a whole list very quickly and that can only be a good thing. Now, last but not least, Take time to get to know yourself as you are in this current season and take time to really think about what your needs are from life as you are. So I guess the reason that's a big one for me is when I think about who I was in my early 20s when I got married and everything like that, I feel so different to that person I'm sure some of you can relate. And if you feel so different from who you were five years ago, you're likely going to have different needs, different desires, different wants. But perhaps in this busy, fast paced life and also just, I guess, you know, taking on society norms as needs and just really clarifying and going, okay, 
what is it that I actually need and get to know yourself and your identity and be discerning with what parts of your life you choose to weave in to your self-identity. I think that's a big one. And if you don't know where to begin with this stuff, stick around because I have got you covered very, very soon. I cannot wait to let you know the new podcast name, the concept behind it, and the new website that is coming along to support it as well. If you want to stay in the loop and receive special offers and early bird access and everything like that, please go to the Kind Parenting Company website. There is a coming soon tab. If you put your email address in there, it will take you less than 60 seconds. If you put your email address in there, then you will be on the list to find out much more about all of these projects. And there's going to be a very special offer going out as well as free content. And I promise to only send you good things. So again, thank you for listening to me waffle on. I'm excited for what's ahead and I really appreciate you tuning in. It means it means a lot to me. So keep an eye out for the KPC podcast and the new podcast, which will be right here. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.